Hey, here's some exciting news as we enter 2021. We're teaming up with Homage to bring you some exclusive Titus and Tate fan guarantees. Visit homage.com slash Titus and Tate to get your hands on one of our exclusive Maui Bump or Friends of the Program shirts. These are limited releases, so make sure you go pick one up now. Speaking of amazing things, you want to hear something else amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. That's right. 99% of places that take credit cards take Discover. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are talking about the NCAA tournament, Tate. Officially will take place in its entirety in the mm. great state of Indiana, not in Indianapolis bubble as the initial announcement sort of hinted at. It is uh, The bubble is widened. It is including West Lafayette. It is including Bloomington. Yep. It is a great state of Indiana, minus uh, our apologies to Notre Dame and Indiana State. You get nothing and mm-hmm. like it. Ball mm-hmm. State is like an alternate... Maybe but, we yeah, could. Maybe yeah, they're basically the Dayton of this situation. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, the news broke today that that is officially happening, which isn't exactly a surprise because we kind of knew it was coming. But to, to see it officially, it's set in stone. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, especially you know for you being an Indiana native, you mm-hmm. uh, you know you, you always make the line forty nine states. It's just basketball in Indiana. It's something different. We all know that. So it's good for the Titus and Tate brand. It's good for you uh, in particular, and it's good for uh, the fact that we're going to have a tournament. Where you know it's not going to be called Mass Madness. I refuse to be a part of that. <laughs> um, but I'm excited to see that we have some actual plans. Uh, yeah, That's Maui Maui got moved to North Carolina. It's only fair that uh, I get something out of this. Yeah, you got, yeah, your, yeah. You got your tournament to North Carolina. I get mine to. to Back, back home in Indiana. Uh, there's a ton more to talk about in the world of college basketball outside of that, though, Tate. Kansas, mm. whew, mm. latest History. stinker in Allen Fieldhouse. Lost by 25 to the Texas Longhorns. I apologize to Texas, by the way, framing it as though it's a Kansas thing. That's a Texas story. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about Texas. Mm-hmm. We love Texas. At long last, they they have ascended to the uh, <laughs> top of, of many people's whatever i guess they're not at the top of the pool but you know what i mean yeah it took them yeah, a, it took them a yeah. while to climb this high and, and they're top they tier are, so. if we're yeah. talking tier talk they have reached the top tier congratulations to shawny uh, smart kentucky won a game john yep. calipari was ejected uh villanova might not ever play basketball again uh the acc stinks mm. just flat out stinks, stinks. Roy, roy williams is is uh hitting the uh, coach k it's time to reassess mm-hmm. button mm-hmm. uh we got to get your thoughts on so that. is also, mike bray Every, everyone <laughs> in the acc <laughs> is hitting that button <laughs> also, the uh, the initial net rankings are out, and uh, Ohio State is not number one, so I say send it back. Mm-hmm. I say mm-hmm. try again. Mm-hmm. What are you guys the, doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Gonzaga is number one. I, we're not really going to talk much about that, but I'm gonna. Uh, I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, there, there is a ton to get to. We have good guys. We have bad guys. We we are definitely going to talk about Cal's guys because they finally, at long last, got it done. We're going to get to all of it, but first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical out foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. Happy New Year to the friends of the program. Mm. Our first show of 2021, Tate. Uh, what, what are your New Year's resolutions out of the gate? Do you have yeah, I, I think that we all uh, went into 2020, and I think I saw everyone, if you look back a year ago, every single person had some sort of declaration that they made to the world. This was their year. Um, mm. Nobody could stop them. They were, quote-unquote, <laughs> built different. 
And, uh, and I think that we all learned a valuable lesson in humility in 2020. So in 2021, I say that, you know, we all just like, you know, there's a little bit of hesitation, trepidation, whatever it may, whatever word you want to use. Um, but let's just walk in slight, you know, lightly, yeah. uh, you know, let's, let's just go ahead and all good vibes, all positive vibes, like we did at the end of the year, uh, of 2020, but 2021, no resolutions, uh, you know, just trying to survive and, uh, right. get back <laughs> to normal, you know, yeah, as best yeah. as possible. This yeah. is the saddest year for new year's resolutions ever it's everyone's just like i just want to see my friends i guess <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that's that's really it yeah like yeah. i want to have one beer at a bar and watch a game yeah and like i think if we can get that done i will be happy and i'll never complain about anything ever again so i already got i already got my new year's resolution which is ohio state make Dabo swinney eat shit mm. uh, which happened on new year's day i am a happy boy tate uh, i enter 2021 with a massive smile on my face the buckeyes are doing it uh, I don't really have much else to say except suck it, haters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so delightful, all the politicking that goes on, trying to keep Ohio. We, 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 we've touched on this many times on this program. Mm-hmm. It is Ohio State fans are the most annoying people on earth. I will not deny that, but I'll also point out that there's also no denying that college football is very much the South versus Ohio. And then the, everyone else just kind of fills in. <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can yeah. pretend it's not, but that's what it is. So, of course, Ohio State fans feel like it's them against the world. And uh, we finally did it. We beat Clemson. And it's been a, it's been a long road to get here. And I'm not sure what's going to happen with Alabama. I'm slowly talking myself into us having a chance against Alabama because I think we do because I think Bama's defense is not that great. Their offense is absolutely unstoppable, and that terrifies me. But uh, – I don't really care. I say that now. Fast forward to Monday, I'm going to care deeply. Yeah. But right now, I don't care because we beat Clemson. And that's after last year when I was 100% certain we were better than Clemson. I will go to my grave thinking we were better than Clemson last year. Clemson knows we were better than them. That's why Dabo knew it. That's why he was so scared to play us this year. Everybody knew it. And I, you know, I got, I got proven right. I like to think because this team, our Ohio State team this year, isn't even half as good as they were last year. I don't think. Mm. I mean, just basically mm. add Chase Young to the team we have now, Tate. Yeah. yeah. Add Jeff Okuda and Chase Young to the team we have now. Mm-hmm. What happens? Mm. Good things, uh, I would think. Yeah. And so, uh, anyway. we, we, we saw the writing on the wall. Dabo Sweeney, throughout this entire season, he has done his best uh, to deflect, to create plausible deniability, to say that he uh, would love to play Ohio State if they actually were eligible to play them. Um, <laughs> and if they had earned the right to be in that position. But in his mind, they did not. We all knew that as soon as Ohio State was playing Clemson, that they were going to deliver the message mm-hmm. that we all wanted. The, the message to Dabo Sweeney and the haters. My Clemson friends are very upset, as I told you off air they like to think that uh it's you basketball guys, season boys yeah it's basketball season the tigers are rolling in basketball don't worry it's all a momentum <laughs> thing uh you know if 10 if they play 10 times the tigers win six out of 10 right right um <laughs> these are the things that they say uh but i was happy Bad to see matchup. yeah 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 justin fields um being able to survive that hit uh from skowski and then mm-hmm. to be able to uh you know say that every throw that he made was in pain after the fact uh that is not good news for the national championship but i'm hoping that he was just trying to play it up a little bit and yeah. uh that he's healthy so i think so too. I, I, I i like to think that he was just playing it up but also uh if i would have taken that hit i would have died so oh yeah i, I mean the, the the hit itself everyone was like this is a bad call this is bad for football it's like I'm pretty sure Skowski knew what he was trying to do, Dude. which is like take out their quarterback so we have a chance to win. Very Marcel Darius, uh, what he did to Colt McCoy in 2009, if you remember mm-hmm. that championship game. But uh, it did not work. Justin Fields survives, and uh, the Buckeyes move on. So After last year, to have uh, two moments in this game against Clemson where one is a questionable targeting, which in my mm. mind, it was pretty obviously 
by the letter of the law. The law is stupid. I won't deny yeah, that. Yeah. But like, I mean, that was by what the 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 rule is. That was targeting, right? Mm-hmm. But after last year, after Sean Wade gets ejected for the hit on Trevor Lawrence, which was BS, and mm-hmm. then uh, the fumble that was overturned last year, and then Clemson has a fumble that's like little die it was pretty obviously a fumble as well to me but uh anyway the 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 point is i'm sure clemson fans did not think that was targeting did not think that was a fumble (laughs) and i just have to say tate after last year Mm -hmm. it feels so good yeah it's poetic justice it's so good it could not have happened any Mm -hmm. more beautifully uh we did it and now you just have to cross your fingers alabama doesn't stop us because uh what's really frustrating too is i kind of love alabama's team like Mm -hmm. the guys I, you want to hate Alabama because they're the Death Star of college football, but um, the actual players themselves. I know that we all think of Alabama as like yeah. these these you know number six, number four, number one. Right. You know, but it's like the actual guys on the team. They're very likable, like you said, and that's yeah. Uh, Najee Harris seems yeah. awesome, yeah. and Devontae Smith I really like, and Saban's won me over. I don't know. He, he's uh, I, I guess <laughs> when you just compare him to Davo, he just looks like a saint. So yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> wanted to get that off my chest. He was saying Happy thank time. you, Davo, for continuing to talk, you know. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And again, we have to point out for the people that at home, Dabo Sweeney is his name comes from someone saying dad boy over there. So dad <laughs> is that boy. Serious? Yeah, yeah, that's what Dabo I is. Hate from. Him even yeah, more. yeah. What dad boy idiot. over there. Dabo. Oh, Dabo. What an idiot. Yeah, what yeah. an absolute so moron. <laughs> mm. Oh, you know so what's good. even funnier? The uh, first time I went to an ACC Media Days, 2013, I'm standing there. I probably look like I'm 12 years old. And Dabo Sweeney came up to me and was like, "What's what's going on, young man?" I'm like, "I'm doing all right, Coach Sweeney. How are you?" And uh, he was like, "What are you drinking?" And I was like, "Maker's Mark and Spray." He was like, "We'll take two of those." And I was like, "Oh, Dabo <laughs> Sweeney's the man." You know, is that he, true? Yeah, he was like very nice to me. Uh, and then you know, to see him turn into the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Clemson used to be fun, you know. I, I yeah, will say that be, yeah, they used but, to be fun. Yeah. Then they reached the mountaintop with Deshaun Watson, and then they became, you know, too good where you got to get hated. And and if you're a Clemson fan, don't be upset. You're just that good now that you're hated by people. And it, Ohio State was the underdog. In it reminds situation. me of a of a Batman quote Tate, where it goes, mm. um, "And here we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, checks out." All right, let's talk about the NCAA tournament. Enough with with the football. Enough with patting mm. myself on the back for graduating from uh, the best football <laughs> school in the country. Um, we are a college basketball podcast. We have to talk about all the stuff going on in the world of college basketball, namely the entire NCAA tournament taking place mm-hmm. in the Hoosier State. As I said at the top, not a surprise, even a little bit. I mean, I guess maybe if you weren't paying that close of attention to the news, uh, maybe you thought that there's a chance they were just going to have the whole thing in Indianapolis, but they are going to be playing in Bloomington in West Lafayette. It mm-hmm. is not a bubble. It is, uh, I, I think the term they're throwing around, or I'm hearing a lot, is controlled environment. Which, <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> what the hell does that even mean? Yeah, I love that. Uh, so who the hell knows what like I I like I, pods I, I yeah, say pod, I say we like, say pods yeah. I think that I think the ship has sailed in terms of like trying to come up with a word to explain like we promise we are taking COVID seriously because yeah, it's yeah. clear we're kind of not we chose Indiana for a reason uh look at Indiana's policies on mm-hmm. this versus. You know, I'm, I'm guessing they never once thought about doing it anywhere in California. I don't know if that's a coincidence. <laughs> I would say it's probably not. Uh, so I think the ship has sailed on saying, like, we are going to bubble it up. We are going to pot it up, whatever. But, you know, if you weren't paying that close attention to the to what's transpired since they made the announcement that they're looking at one location to today, maybe that part surprises you. Otherwise, mm. we kind of knew this was coming, but still, it's official. So uh, there's that. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, for the people at home, you know, you and I throughout 2020, as we kind of trudged along, we, we kept saying, we hope, you know, we hope that there's a tournament to look forward to. 
fingers crossed, knock on wood, all the superstitious you know, things that you have to do in those situations. So the fact that we have something that is set in stone that says this is where we're going to play March Madness, this is where we're going to have the tournament, the fact that it's in Indiana, which is such a basketball home base mm-hmm. um, for you know everybody, really. Like If you're an American basketball fan, you know, it, you know Hoosiers, you know Indiana basketball, you know these venues. I think uh, the most interesting part to me is the fact that we're going to be playing in West Lafayette. We're going to be playing you know, in Mackey Arena. We're going to be playing in Assembly Hall. We're going to be in these, you know, prestigious places, and those places are going to be so accommodating to host these teams. And, you know, we're going to get some really good basketball, I feel like, as well, because Gonzaga is going to go down as one of the historically great, you know, championship Mm -hmm. teams we've ever had. And, you know, knock on wood, fingers crossed, all that sort of stuff. If we get to Indianapolis, Gonzaga is still where they are. They're undefeated. And they're playing, you know, in Assembly Hall. Like CBS put out uh, the top seeds, like the projections right now, based on what we have. And uh, the number one seeds, uh, Gonzaga, Baylor, Villanova, Texas. If if all Mm -hmm. things are set up right now, then Gonzaga will be playing in Hinkle Fieldhouse, um, which will be great as the number one overall seed. Is this official? Like, have they have they officially? uh, Did did they officially lay out like where the what what yeah like like what if Gonzaga's the number one overall seed do they get to decide which gym they want to play I, what, I, what it, is it, I guess what I'm saying yeah. at Tate is we're about to find out maybe is Indiana still blue blood where does mm. Assembly Hall rank on the hierarchy of like are they four like, they're the fourth number one Hinkle seed. is the number one based venue? on what CBS is saying based on their projections of how they're going to map this out Hinkle is number one Gonzaga the number one overall seed will play in Hinkle okay Baylor is number two uh, as of now most people think that Baylor and Gonzaga because they haven't played those are the two top teams you know in college basketball they're going to be at Mackey uh the number three overall seed would be Villa. so Mackey is higher than yes, the yes oh yes. no coach Titus I'm sorry oh uh, no turn it off coach Titus don't listen to this number three Villanova this is good for the NBA as well they they get banker's life, um, so they get the Pacers. So in the hierarchy, uh, based on the tournament, Assembly Hall is fourth. Uh, oh which no, we go this to is Texas bad. Right now, it's the number one seed. So Purdue they, is they Purdue have. is uh, making the banner as we speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are prioritizing. Host of the number two, <laughs> yeah, number one number seed <laughs> in the 2021 NCAA. Hang the banner in Mac Arena. <laughs> so one of the things that did st- stand out to me with this plan, and we should say, there's, uh, to my knowledge, there's not a ton uh, fleshed out beyond no, it's, just it's, yeah. It, it's the, the venues, the venues are uh, uh, the uh, uh, what, what's it called? The the state fairgrounds. I, I I just call it the fairgrounds coliseum. There's the the IUPUI. They play yeah. at like the Pepsi. Col- it used to be called the Pepsi Coliseum. I don't know what they call it now. They're playing there where IUPUI plays. They're playing uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse, Lucas Banker's Oil. Life. Yeah. Uh, two at Lucas Oil. Yep. Mackey Arena and Assembly Hall. Uh, but yeah, when I saw that, one of the details that stood out to me was the the two courts at Lucas Oil. They're not going to mm. be playing two games at once. But I guess the idea is like you can play back to back quickly and you don't have to sanitize like as you're sanitizing one court, I guess, which, what does that even look like? Just a guy with a, yeah. <laughs> a like, a, like a yeah, Ghostbusters yeah. get up or just like pumping. Lysol <laughs> yeah, the 100%, yeah. So w- whatever, they're going to have two courts going on at once. Uh, I, I have to think the double court has to be the lowest tier. I mean, that's where you're throwing like the, 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 the worst game, the, the, the play-in games are going to be there, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's true. Or the, the, the state fairgrounds one where you're playing. I think um, it's the fairgrounds, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because at least being in an NFL arena and, you know, having some history there and, you know, it's literally in the middle of downtown. It's kind of easy, the proximity. I feel like the ones that are going to be weird, are, you know, are obviously driving, you know, to Mackey Arena, driving out and then having to come back in to, to figure out, um, you know, where you play in the next round. 
around. And I, I feel like coaches are going to complain about being in certain places. Like, what is the actual yeah. advantage? Um, and I don't know. It just seems like it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, like a, if you're playing, a, a say mess. you're, you're uh, ba- what did you say? They're sending CBS Baylor, yeah. sending Baylor to Mackey. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's like a 45 minute hour drive, depending on traffic from downtown Indianapolis, I think. Um, roughly, it's like 45 minutes where I grew up. Uh, so are you staying in Indianapolis? Do you that's stay what in I mean. Indy, yeah. drive up, play, I, I think and then drive back, and then Indian. go back yeah. to, you know, or is it because you're going to play, because Baylor's going to play two games in Mackey, right? Like you're mm-hmm. going to play uh, the first two rounds at the same site. So I don't know. All those questions we do not have answers to yet. And it's going to be fascinating to see how that fleshes out. Also, I brought up this point. I did a, uh, I did a little reaction video for the Twitter.com machine. Um, I'm curious to see if uh, there are any rules and stipulations in terms of like, are Big Ten teams allowed to play in Mackey mm. or Assembly Hall, mm. or do they have some sort of advantage? If you got a team like Wisconsin comes to mind, all those guys on Wisconsin have played in Assembly Hall and Mackey Arena. It feels like, I mean, they're all like eighth-year seniors, so it feels like they've played there mm-hmm. a thousand times. Basically a home game. So is that, yes. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's the leap we're, we're going to. Um, I wonder, or is that overthinking it, you know? Uh, I, obviously, Indiana and Purdue aren't going to be allowed to play in their own home gym. <laughs> I think but, they're uh, going to get too caught up on the Ghostbuster characters that are Cloroxing everything down. Yeah. That they're not going to get to the point where they can talk about competitive about advantage. And yeah. in fact, I, uh, you know, I saw it this weekend. North Carolina plays Notre Dame. You know, Corey, Alexa- Corey Alexander's talking about, you know, just the, the lack of home court advantage in college basketball, especially with the Blue Bloods, talking about, you know, Cameron Indoor, talking about, you know, obviously, you know, Kansas and what happened by, you know, historically yeah, losing yeah. by 25 points. And I do think without fans, it really doesn't matter. Um, and I think that if there were fans, then, you know, if you had like a, a Purdue plays in Mackey and they could also have their fans there, of course, that's insane. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, yeah, like that, yeah. that's not going to happen. But I, Although- so as Coach Titus pointed out, it gets loud, Mackie, but it also gets quiet. <laughs> Don't forget my dad said that. It can be really quiet in there. It uh, can get really quiet. <laughs> Do you remember when he said that? He's like, <laughs> the thing people don't talk about with Mackie Arena is when Purdue gets stomped, it gets pretty <laughs> silent in there. I'm like, yeah, Dad, what Arena doesn't? When, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's pretty silent. Uh, Only Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon can yeah, be down yeah. 80 points, and they're still they just ripping care. the whole time. Yeah, no one's stopping. All right, well, I, I guess that's it. There's not much else to really say. I mean, it's not exactly shocking news. I'm, I mean, like I said, it's it's not like a, a big bombshell, even though it is official and it's cool. Um, I, I, I am still kind of in wait and see mode. Like it, it's weird. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Denial is not the right word, but it's just like, uh, I, I think we're gonna fast forward to the time the NCAA tournament starting, and I'm gonna completely forget. Like, oh my god, yeah, that's right. Like everyone's like here. Yeah, it's it's all here. Yeah. Like every game is taking place on courts that I've played on a thousand times. Like, mm-hmm. this is crazy. It's mm-hmm. all happening in Indiana. So Yeah, I mean, um, and fingers crossed, like, you and I will hopefully be in the oh, I will be there or the bubble Don't, or whatever. Listen, whatever we're supposed to be in, we'll be in. Yeah. My my dad knows every single person that has a key to every single gym in the state of Indiana. And mm-hmm. I had my entire childhood, he would lug my ass around the state, go into high school basketball games <laughs> in the middle of nowhere and what have you. All of that work that I put in all of those years led to this moment, Tate, where I don't care if press is allowed. I don't care if fans mm-hmm. are allowed. Uh, Bill Titus knows a guy with a key, and mm-hmm. we are going to call in those favors. I am going to get in to the back door. I'm going to knock on the door twice situation, and I will find my way into whatever arena I want to get into. Yeah, I promise you that. Yeah, we will be at the fairgrounds. Uh, that is what yeah, we're exactly. saying. <laughs> you, you will see us at the fairgrounds. <laughs> 
I can't wait, wait to watch the Furman Clemson first round yeah, game. It's, it's at the you, it's like, you, me, the, the IUPUI managers, and your dad, and we're watching Drake play. Yeah, <laughs> and it's Drake and St. Louis in the yeah. first round matchup, and we're just like, man, March Madness. Is there anything like we it? We made it. <laughs> All right, so it is Tuesday. Uh, mm. It is time for good guys, bad guys. We've been doing this. Uh, so, so we've taken the last couple Friday shows off because of holidays, and it feels like this has become the show. It's just we just yeah. do good guy. I want to, I want to make it clear to the people. Uh, we don't mean to be doing this every single show. We just want to do good guys, bad guys on Tuesdays, yeah. and we haven't been doing Friday shows for holidays. So, uh, from now on, for the rest of the season. We will be doing two shows a week, so uh, rest assured, if, if you feel like we're getting repetitive, um, first of all, you're a couple years late, but second, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. catch up. <laughs> Welcome to the party. But secondly, I promise we're not going to do this every single show. It's just we, we decided we're going to do it every Tuesday, and as it turns out, that we've been taking Fridays off. So anyway, yeah. uh, with that being said, it is time for Good Guy, Bad Guy. Who is your pick for Good Guy of the Week? Good Guy of the Week for me uh, is simple. It's easy. Uh, he is a guy that has been used by the Blue Bloods in the ACC to get quality wins, quote-unquote, and I say that very facetiously, quality wins to get those teams back on track. And, of course, I'm talking about Mike Bray, and it all started with the shorts seen around the world. <laughs> this man, it was a 61-degree day in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. He was set to play against Roy Williams Tar Heels. He had this game scheduled two days prior in a 30-minute phone call. Mike Bray gets to Chapel Hill. He looks around, and he says, this is the home of Alexander Julian. This is the home of Argyle. This is the home of wine and cheese. This is the home of class. This is the place where they want you to wear a navy blazer and khakis to the game. And what does Mike, Mike Bray do? He says, well, the ACC has decided this year to take away my one piece of cachet. They have taken away the casual look. That is what Mike Bray owned. You and I have talked about this ad nauseum. We had him on the program. We asked him about this. What would he do? And this was his moment. He walked out into the Dean Dome wearing khaki shorts. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, people did not think that you could take casual this far as a head uh -huh. coach in an actual game. Uh, the Maui situation, Maui Mike Bray, we know what he did ripping the shirt off. Uh, that was obviously a legendary moment. But the fact that he went to shorts, uh, that was my good guy move. And not just that, to then lose to North Carolina and get their season back on the rails. He did it for Duke. He did it for Virginia. He does it for North Carolina. Uh, this is what a good guy does. Uh, this is what Mike Bray does. And then after the game, uh, you know, he said that he's, you know, confused about where they are about getting to the end of the line. He doesn't know if the season, uh, if it all really works out, but did say it would crush his kids if they mm -hmm. did have to stop playing. A very good guy move as well. I saw uh, Roy said the same, by the way. You, what, what is your, uh, your reaction to this? Roy mm -hmm. Williams is uh, floating the idea of maybe reassessing depending on how these next couple weeks go for the Tar Heels, I think was his direct quote. He said, it depends on how many games we win, mm -hmm. uh, I, I believe is how he phrased it. It's it's one of those things where uh, if Roe Williams says Michael, which he, he talked about Mike Bray and called him Michael, he mm -hmm. called Mike Krzyzewski also Michael. He When he, when he says Michael, he is being very serious. Uh, he said Michael's been very unlucky, talking about Mike Bray and Notre Dame. And then he basically went on to allude that the whole league has been very unlucky. This is the same that, league that, that wanted like everyone to get into the tournament. And now they're saying, wait a second, yeah, what are we doing yeah, here? Now should, the, should we even yeah. have a tournament? Now they don't want anybody in the tournament. Uh, calling people Michael, that feels like a move that uh, people who know Michael Jordan really well... Um, yeah, love to call, 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 yeah, they yeah, love yeah. They love to call it. Yeah. Like Phil Jackson, yeah. I just picture Phil Jackson just saying mm -hmm. Michael. And uh, everyone else calls him MJ. 
or Mike yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But like the guys who are like, I know him very well. I'm allowed to call him Michael. Anyway, my, my <laughs> thought, here, here's my, my thought on Mike Bray wearing shorts. I think this mm. is, uh, this was not as casual. This was not as light as it was made out to be. This was not an instance of Mike Bray just keeping it loose. I think this this comes for this goes all the way to the top Tate. This mm. is this is Jim uh, Phillips, the brand new ACC commissioner. He says this this game is he's, he's trying to take stock of where his league stands. So the ACC, as we know, not good this year. The mm. ACC is, uh, I mean, for God's sakes, in the latest AP poll, who's the highest ranked team? Like Virginia Tech at nineteen, I think. Yeah, but they they've been <sighs> able to cheat because they have Virginia and Duke, who again are back on the rails by beating Notre Dame. So they're Duke both, has no business being ranked. Exactly. So Duke is ranked, Virginia is ranked, and Florida State is ranked. So you have like this back end. Clemson's up there too, I think. Clemson's Clemson, ranked. That's what yeah. I mean. So like you have this back end pool of ACC teams that aren't actually that good. Clemson's probably the best of them, but you can't really sell the idea of the ACC being led by yeah. Amir Sims. So. Right. The ACC is so in a tough I, I think what Phillips did is he saw that uh, the ACC basketball not, not looking great. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, Clemson football sucks. Ohio State proved <laughs> that. So I think he, he's looking around saying, what do I have? What did I agree to? What did I just sign up to? Did I really just leave Northwestern, mm-hmm. the, the, <laughs> the Northwestern University, uh, to come here to this garbage conference? And so what he, what he wanted to do, Tate, is I think he reached out to Mike Bray and he said, Mike, I want to get, I want to get some, something going. I want people talking about our conference. I need something. We need, we need something to grab people's attention. This is going to be on ACC Network. It feels like not a lot of people are going to watch. We need to get the ACC Network some juice going. Uh, that's why I think North Carolina let Notre Dame hang around, too, and Leaky Black hits the shot to win it. But uh, that's the only explanation I can come up with because otherwise, I mean, otherwise something might be wrong with North Carolina, Tate. I mean, mm. losing to Georgia Tech, almost losing to a bad Notre Dame team. Um, that's the only thing that makes sense to me is that this was just a concentrated effort to like garner some interest, get people talking about Mike Bray shorts and what a great game that was and uh, all that sort of thing. Nothing there, else makes sense. Yeah, there is a a small pool, I should say, uh, in the Notre Dame basketball circles in the deep web that they want Mike Bray out. You know, there's some people that the the, the, the wheels <laughs> He's leading are, this charge, Mike Bray. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe <laughs> the wheels are is he churning. Floating this, Mike Bray's got burner. He's the only guy in the world with burner accounts that like rips on himself. Yeah, he's like, he's like get this guy out of here, please get him out of here. <laughs> Because he's scared to retire. He doesn't want to retire. He wants his he wants his buyout money. <laughs> but I think I think the shorts are the f u to those people and the f u to the establishment. You know of you know delicate you know southern traditions of North Carolina basketball. The fact that the ACC is more casual that was obviously led by Mike Bray. Mike Bray was on Duke staff back in the day. This is his way to say mm-hmm. you know this is this is how we do things now. You're welcome. Um, and also uh, just talking about Mike Bray haters in general. I can't believe anyone would want to get rid of Mike Bray. I don't understand why Notre mm-hmm. Dame fans are saying this. Uh, so just throw them out of here. But that's why he's also a good guy because he has people that are upset that they're 0-3 in the ACC. Um, mm-hmm. There were some people that got excited when they beat Kentucky. Um, I, we should reiterate they did beat Kentucky, so you know there's not all bad news for Mike Bray. Um, but the yeah. short scene around the world, 61 degrees, makes a statement. Shout out to Mike Bray, good guy all of the right. week. Uh, that's a good pick. Uh, I had I had two trains of thought with my good guy of the week. So uh, <laughs> I I have the personal pick, which ended up really not working out. But I want to give him a shout out as an honorable mention. Uh, Marcus Carr, thank you so much, <laughs> Marcus. Finally, um, at, at long last, you do not try to destroy my my family. Basically, like mm. it, this guy made it so personal, and uh, I just want to acknowledge. I just want to thank him personally because uh, he did not shoot Tate. A field goal. He did not have a field goal attempt in the first 10 minutes of the game against Ohio State. He did not make a field goal in the entire first half. He finished 3 for 12 with 15 points. 
a lot of that had to do with like we were throwing everything we had at him and then yeah. Liam Robbins Minnesota's mm-hmm. big dude he turned into Kevin McHale and was just what do you have like 27 <laughs> points or something 27 yeah. 14 yeah. four assists and five block yeah, shots yeah it was unbelievable oh, yeah. <laughs> so Minnesota steamrolled Ohio State so in that regard Marcus Carr not that nice I thought he was I thought he was playing nice I thought it was like oh yeah he he, he knows that I hate him so much and he's finally in 2021 uh going to bury the hatchet here but then his team kicked our ass, so like I don't really feel like he can be the answer. But I did want to acknowledge it anyway. He did all he could. I th- thank you, Marcus. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for Marcus. finally yeah. for the good of the program, not ripping my heart out, but also at the same time, Liam Robbins, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> He's the new guy. So my pick for good guy of the week is Jay Wright, head coach mm. of the Villanova Wildcats. For this reason, uh, tested positive for COVID nineteen. That's not why he's my good guy. Um, but he, he he's now back so to speak. He, he, the, the quarantine period was over. Uh, Villanova returned to practice on Sunday and then word broke on Monday, the, the, the day we're recording this this morning, uh, that Villanova has now once again, gone back into like a holding, what, what do we call it? A pause. We put a pause on the program. Mm, yeah. Pause. Uh, they're pause they're going back into pause. And, and I wanted to bring up Jay Wright as a good guy because, uh, as we notate the, the new big East, uh, we love the new big East, especially because mm-hmm. Fox tells us we're supposed to love yeah, the new big East yeah. and, and we're we company, love, man. Yeah, we're company men. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not quite the old Big East, and there's one reason why. Jay Wright. Jay Wright has has kind of ruined the Big East. He dominates everybody. Uh, Villanova every single year is the best team. No, it's it, it it's you want to get excited about Providence and Marquette and Creighton and whoever else, but mm-hmm. ultimately it's Villanova is the top dog, and uh, it's kind of hard to get excited about other games as long as Villanova is dominating everybody. So graciously, Jay Wright has now. Uh, this is, I believe, the third pause that Villanova has been put on. Mm-hmm. Who knows when they're coming back? And uh, by doing that, he has allowed the rest of the Big East to kind of rise to the top, get some shine. Now when I'm watching Big East basketball, I'm not just watching Villanova wipe the floor with everyone else. I'm watching Marquette come from down 16 against Georgetown mm-hmm. uh, in D.C. to beat Georgetown. Jamal Kane has 25 points. I'm watching Creighton beat Providence at the buzzer. Uh, where where the the Christian Bishop the the trailer that that was a mm-hmm. that was a pretty sweet play. Zigarowski throws it to him and he catches it basically at the three point line and takes no dribbles and dunks. Um, at the buzzer was pretty sweet. I'm watching Providence beat DePaul in two overtimes. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying, Tate? Like the big, it's like finally like the dam has gotten out of the way and the Big East can can flow. Uh, so thank you, Jay Wright. I I know you're gonna come back at some point and ruin everything and destroy everybody, but uh, for now. Jay Wright's my good guy. It's it's a great good guy, and it's great for Creighton, I would say. Uh, you know, on the other side of this, Villanova, when they bow out, Creighton kind of takes the spot, takes the spotlight. Right. But, you know, Big East, New Big East, I just want to point out, because uh, I feel like we haven't done enough, UConn is in the New Big East. UConn mm-hmm. is back. Uh, Book Knight is a top 10 pick. Uh, if you haven't, you know, learned about this kid, he had a 40-point game already. He's someone to watch. And UConn, their lone loss is Creighton in overtime. And, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people, you know, Dan which they would have won if they had fans. By yeah. the way, so I'm I'm counting that as a win, actually. It, okay, <laughs> yes. So they're undefeated. So they won. <laughs> yeah, you got Dan Hurley's undefeated. I, I do feel like UConn is one of those teams that will pull people in because of yeah. the name recognition and the fact that we've seen them win, you know, in recent memory and just the, they have staying power. So if the the new Big East can get UConn and Book Knight mm-hmm. kind of to the forefront, get Dan Hurley taking charges on the sideline, like we like to joke about. Get a little bit of firepower, some pizzazz outside of uh, Jay Wright. I think that's good for the Big East and obviously good for UConn. So 
I'm all in for that. Thank you, Jay Wright. Yeah, so Jay Wright stepped aside. He's no longer suffocating the Big East. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's why he's my pick. Uh, what, <laughs> what about bad guys? We, we got some great picks here. Yeah, ba- bad guy of the week is, uh, it, it was one of those things where it, it could have been lots of people. It could have been basketball related, like Shaka Smart could have been mm-hmm. bad guy of the week. You say, wow, look at these guys, Greg Brown, Kai Jones, these five stars, mm-hmm. and they blow out Kansas, 25 points in Allen Fieldhouse, bad guy of the week. But no, there was one star who, sh- who shines brighter than any star uh, in-, in my universe when it comes to untapped potential, uh, high ceilings, whatever you want to say. Um, it is not in the West. It is in the East. No gel Eastern um, from your Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, and I have this sentence that your I wrote. Your Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this, is, this is the sentence that defines no gel Eastern uh, for those that don't know. No gel Eastern is the former Purdue basketball player who planned to transfer to Michigan, announced Sunday he was opting out of the remaining college basketball season at Howard. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That sentence alone, the fact that we have three programs wedged in to one situation. Uh, we remember Nojo Eastern in the offseason. Um, he uh, you know, basically had the, the whole beef with Matt Painter and that back and forth, the radio station interview with Matt Painter. Was like, everyone, know, everyone like got on Matt Painter and yeah. said, what a dick. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. Now, like literally every second of news you've read about mm-hmm. Nojo Eastern backs up Matt, what Matt Painter said, which was like, dumb idea to do this mm-hmm. no shell mm-hmm. and then everyone killed matt painter because they're like why do coaches not let how come coaches can move but players aren't allowed to transfer and painter was like i didn't say he wasn't allowed to transfer i just said like kind of a dumb move i yeah. think i don't think this is the smartest move. he was really kid, good but... for us last year yeah. especially defensively and we think he'd be a nice piece for us but he's telling us he wants to go to michigan but michigan doesn't <laughs> want him uh, but he can't what? go there so he could get into michigan Jawan howard thanks him for his service uh they get in two other transfer guards he then goes to howard howard you know gets all the coverage this offseason you know with getting him and getting mm-hmm. maker and you know what is this team going to look like uh he has surgery while at howard he finally gets cleared to come back to practice and then jeff goodman reports that uh right on cue as he's about to return to practice for howard he has decided to sign with an agent to, to jump for his pro career. And then I did a little bit of research because he is the bad guy of the week. And apparently he has a bag mom. Um, mm-hmm. There are, you know, variations to the bag and, and how the bag works. And bag moms are, you know, some of our favorite. Window Carter's mom uh, is probably one of the ones that jumps to the forefront when I think of the definition or an example of a bag mom. But his mom, apparently Nojo Eastern's mom, uh, wants him to go to the league, wants to make things happen. And the last tweet of 2020, uh, from Nojo Eastern is one word, um, and is get to the bag with two G's twenty one. That was his last. That was his last tweet of twenty twenty. Get to the bag with two G's twenty one. Um, and after that, he quote tweeted Fred Van Vliet, um, who of course you know went undrafted, kind of you know bet on himself. Um, and uh, basically, Fred Van Vliet said in this tweet, "Believe in yourself. They not gonna do it for you." Game. <laughs> Game die. They only tell you what you can't do. Um, mm-hmm. Some 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 mistakes in there, but uh, that's what I... Nojo Eastern is putting out to the world. Uh, get to the bag twenty one. Bad guy of the week. Nojo Eastern. Did, Thanks so much, Nojo. Was it phrased that he's going pro or he's going to the NBA? He's going to the NBA. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. He's going to the NBA draft. Is how it was phrased. That he okay. he is putting his name into. He is testing the waters. Uh, and and the waters are saying swim. And he is. Uh, I I do think that Nojo Eastern is a six foot seven guy. That if you just had him in a camp, someone's going to give him a shot to see what's going on there. I, I will seems, say that he seems like a great workout guy if he can come up with an excuse to why he can't shoot. Like if he doesn't yeah. shoot in the workouts, but he mm-hmm. does everything else, 
Uh, he could convince some moron to draft him. Yeah, the OKC Thunder are, are yeah. they're not morons, but they're willing to, to lose and they uh they will take a flyer but, on talent. But the moment like like the moment uh you you know he's doing he's running the floor, he's doing like agility drills and strength drills and all that kind of stuff and and um yeah. whatever and then the moment the the scouts are like, "Hey, Nojel, all right, now we want you to stand in the corner and just catch and shoot." He's got to just say, I got diarrhea. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And he's got to mm-hmm. walk out of the gym. And yeah. I think if he does that, he's got a chance. Uh, yeah. I'll, I think he's got a real chance. Always got to do it. To... Catch that ball in the corner and then just swing it back. You know, just pump fake, <laughs> swing it back. <laughs> All right. Catch and shoot threes, Dojel. <laughs> Drives baseline, spin move, kick out. They're like, no, no, no. We just want you to shoot it. And he's like, no, nah, man. Like, no, nah, that's not me. That's not me. <laughs> Bad guy of the week, Nojel Eastern. Go get the bag, Nojel. We're rooting for you. Tate, Tate will buy your jersey wherever you oh, end up, whether it's 100%. Australia, New Zealand. I just uh, I just want him Iraq. to check, just check into an NBA game so I can just look around yeah. at the haters and say, I was yeah, right. I, that I was, was right. an NBA yeah. player. He had the yep. most talent on that team. You just didn't see it. <laughs> Nojel Eastern. That would be hilarious if he makes it in the league and somehow against all odds. And then... We come full circle and everyone's shoving it back in Matt Painter's face. Like, yeah, yeah. You moron. He knew exactly what he was doing as though like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, going to be that guy that does. Nojel Easter jumps out of a plane without a parachute yeah. and Matt Painter's like, seems like a bad idea. And then he's standing at the bottom. <laughs> All of his bones are broken. He's still alive. He's like, suck it, bitch. He's like, told you I got it. I, I told you I knew what I was doing. Oh man, uh, my Great pick for guy. bad guy of the week is uh, any other week. This would probably be a uh, uh, well, this probably should have been our number one story for this mm. podcast. Tate, I, I, I reminding the listeners of the news cycle, we we have not done a podcast since this news broke because we didn't do one for New Year's Day. Um, but enough time has passed to where like it didn't feel like we needed to kind of hit it at the top. But I want to hit it now. Uh, my bad guy of the week is Sean Miller because the Arizona Wildcats last week, last Tuesday, I believe. <laughs> Uh, news breaks that the Arizona Wildcats have self-imposed a postseason ban this year. They will not be making the trip to Indiana. We do not have to worry about which gym the Arizona Wildcats will be playing in uh, because they're not going, and they're not going to the Pac-12 tournament either. Um, And this comes a day after Arizona hands it to Colorado. Colorado looked like, is there such thing as a best team in the Pac-12? I don't know, but Colorado at the time kind of looked like maybe they could be. Um, And then Arizona kicks their ass. And suddenly you start feeling there's some sort of, you know, I, I, I didn't think Arizona is going to be very good this year. And now they beat Colorado and I, uh, you know, nobody have knows. Something? Yeah. Yeah. Do but they have something? Yeah, are they exactly. building something? Yep. Wake up the next morning. It turns out, no, they are not. They are not going <laughs> to the NCAA tournament. Um, and as a reminder, this, this of course stems from the, uh, as we all know, if you, if you listen to five seconds of the show, you're well aware of the FBI, the Jeff D'Angelo, mm-hmm. the stuff we've covered for, Basically, the entire run of the, what this podcast is. Yeah. Uh, but Arizona finally got their notice of allegations for all the the wiretaps, release the tape situation. Uh, they finally got their notice of allegations in October tape. And as a reminder, they had nine violations. Five of them were level one. Sean Miller was directly implicated <laughs> by the NCAA. They, they, the NCAA basically said, "We are coming for you. We we are we are we are burning your program to the mm-hmm. ground." And Arizona said, You're, no need to do that. We're going to go ahead and sit out one NCAA tournament. Yep. And then uh, we're good, right? And everything's yep. fine. And uh, so they're now crossing their fingers that the NCAA is going to say, okay, yeah, sure. You're basically like the, the idea of a self-imposed ban is you're basically saying, so we got into this hot water because we didn't know how to police ourselves. Mm-hmm. We, we let corruption run rampant. We, we broke every rule 
uh, there that exist in terms of maintaining amateurism in college sports. And we did not police ourselves along the way, but now that you caught us, now that you're sticking a loaded gun in our face, let us police ourselves. There no, mm-hmm. there's no need for you to police us, even though the police got ourselves yeah, yeah, put yeah. us in the situation. <laughs> like what? <laughs> we'll take it from here. And I, <laughs> I, I do think like at one time, in the whole sphere of college sports, like the self-imposed ban was genius, right? It was, yeah. it was, it is G I still think it's G to like, if it, if it works, you know, but, but, yeah. w- but we're all too smart now. Like everyone knows, like as soon as they put out the message that they are going to self-impose every single Yahoo, you know, our, our Yahoo, Yahoo guys, all the, you know, beat reporters, all the people that are in college basketball fear sphere immediately roll their eyes. They say, we know what you're up to. We, they, they show the map. They say, we know your playbook. We know how you do these things. And I think the fact that that's the case and Arizona still went so blindly to just do that and do it in such bad faith and know that it's being done in such bad faith and think that they're just going to get away with it shows how much of a sham the whole system is. You know what I mean? Like, because here's the they, thing. They, they knew. They know. They might get away with it. Exactly. That's, that's the best part. That's the best part. They really might get away with it. Uh, never forget, Josh Pastner and Georgia Tech imposed a, uh, a postseason ban a year that they sucked and a year that they ended up not even being an NCAA tournament. Yep. One of the most genius moves of all time. Um, I The self-imposed ban is hilarious. I, it, it's, it, it, it is the If you stop and think about it for more than three seconds, you're like, this is, I can't believe this is a thing, and I cannot believe it works. Yep. And uh, as has always been the case, I'm cheering for content. I hope it works. I hope... Mm-hmm. I hope this ends up working for Arizona because that is hysterical. Yeah. That is like that. That's the content play is that it, it, it works for Arizona and yet they still fire Sean Miller or something. I'm trying to yeah, think of what yeah. the, no, yeah. the best, the best case scenario in my mind is that Sean Miller does this. Uh, they don't make the tournament. Obviously this year they self-impose, they go throughout the summer. We're, we're saying to ourselves, wow, Sean Miller is going to hang on here. Boom. Randomly August day, he gets fired. They're kind of scrambling. They got to put together a team for next year. Who's the guy that knows this program, knows Coach Olsen? Mm. Um, they bring Josh Pastner in. Josh Pastner comes from Georgia Tech because he just had these signature wins against North Carolina in this past year in Kentucky. And he comes in fresh off those two blue blood wins to save the day for Arizona. The man that invented the self-imposed ban before Sean Miller did it before him, did it the right way. He comes in uh, and saves the day. Josh Spikes Pastner a COVID content. ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> COVID pinata. <laughs> And it's all good. That's what I want for Arizona oh, basketball. Man. Uh, Arizona that fans is, are losing it. So we haven't done a we haven't done a show on Fridays, uh, the last couple of Fridays. Yep. Uh, I have not had a chance to do a Pac-12 update, mm. and I'm chomping at the bit, dude. Please. There's so much going on in the Pac-12. I know I want. I'm still going to do one on Friday because that's mm. Friday has been designated the Pac-12 update day. Um, but I, I can't hold out any longer. I mean, like this is ridiculous. We've gone yeah. how long that I that Ohio State beat UCLA. Do you want to um, give like a, a Pac-12 nugget, like a like a, a a little gold nugget before we get to the I update? Mean, I'll 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 rip through them. Okay. Can I just rip, I'll just yeah, do yeah, bullet yeah, points. Like yeah, we won't yeah. we won't. Okay, so Gonzaga is the first program to score 85 plus. This is a this is a Big Ten stat of the day. Pac-12 oh, slash Pac-12 I, I, I update love combo. This, yeah, I love this stat. This is a good uh, stat. The first program to score 85 plus in their first 10 games since 1994, Arkansas. Who, Champions. by the way, won the national title? Yes, Gonzaga's year. We told you. Not last enough week. people talk about how Arkansas beat Duke and Charlotte in the '94 title game. Like yep. that's pretty shocking. If I told yep. you, you know, like Duke lost the national title in Charlotte, mm-hmm. that seems inconceivable, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It happened in 1994. Forty minutes of hell. The Razorbacks did it. They haven't been to the Sweet 16 since. Uh, Chris Smith tore his ACL. Tate, your national player of the year for the UCLA Bruins. <sighs> 
He's coming back. Uh, yeah. Super senior status. I think Peyton Watson, Chris Smith, mm. those two guys on the wing with each other. UCLA. That's that. Can that's they a, split national player of the year? Is the question. I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure, but we'll figure it out. I think we can do that. Uh, Chris Smith, please uh, come back. I need you to have one year. San Diego State blew a 26 point lead at home versus Colorado State, Saw and that. then they're playing uh, tonight. I think tonight being Monday, we're recording this on Monday. I think they're playing again tonight. So. That's interesting. Mm. They're playing in uh, Viejas again tonight, which is, uh, you know, these are these are COVID times that we're living in. It's like, yeah, let's just do a doubleheader, I guess. Um, but, yeah, they, they blew a 26-point lead, so there's that. Uh, what else we got? Quaddy Green had 23 points against Arizona on He's New getting Eve. close. He really is. He's getting is. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Coach Washington Cal is, is right. I think it's going to happen because Washington <laughs> is dreadful. Washington yeah. is one and seven. They are very, very bad, even for Pac-12 standards. Um I think Quaddy Green's going to get his 30 points. It's going to happen mm. against like Oregon State in a game that literally nobody watches or cares about, but it's going to happen all the same. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Oregon beats Stanford on 19-3 run to close it out. Mm-hmm. Zaire Williams goes 3 for 12. There's that. Uh, Oregon is or Oregon is ranked higher than every other ACC team. What is uh, Oregon? 17? 16? Yeah, they're 17, 17. So is the Pac-12 better than the ACC? People are asking. <laughs> um <laughs> Pepperdine lost by 28 to Cal State Bakersfield and has been on pause ever since. I, that one kind of stuck by us. That one stuck by us because yeah. we were on the Colby Ross hype train. <laughs> and they gave UCLA a good game in San Diego out of the gate. We thought Pepperdine might be onto something. And then they get smoked, like absolutely smoked. They lost to Cal State Northridge, by the way. The yeah. Godfather uh, beat Romar. And then uh, they lose to Bakersfield by 28. And then Lorenzo Romar hits the Coach K button and says – Time to reassess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he said, uh, I'm basically thoroughly confused on if we can make it to the end line. That is uh, mm-hmm. that is every coach after a big loss. They they take that deep sigh and they go, guys, I'm just not sure what we're yep. doing here is the right answer. You know, I, I'm, I'm so, surprised Bill Self didn't do more of that after the Texas game. I know, game. yeah. Uh, but, but actually, kudos to Bill Self for just saying whatever. Yeah, he did. He's, he, he's you know, like, we talked about earlier. He's, he's, he's found his zen. He's like, this is it's, it's whatever. Like, he, he's on. getting credit for winning the national title last year. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he won the mm-hmm. 2020 title. He did. He's so, uh, that's it. I think that's it. Oh, Steph Curry scored 62 points. There's that. That is that, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that is true because, like, West, West Coast basketball fans, like, Steph Curry is like, checks the box of like, we'll tune in, we'll keep an eye yeah, on right, like, It's like right. in the Pac 12 vein. So, like, that counts. Oh, every Pac 12 graduate is watching more Warriors than their own oh, alma mater, I bet. For, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. All the Berkeley kids are like, yeah, I'm I'm basketball <laughs> fan. I like the Warriors. <laughs> uh, count it. Uh, that's it. But the big news, obviously, Arizona has self imposed a ban. So, we hope it works out for them. Um, yeah. Make uh make Danny Peters the head coach. Yes, yeah, please. That's my, that's my play. Yeah, I uh, I feel bad for Sean Miller. Uh, just for the sheer fact that like this is not as clean. It, this is ugly on the way out. This is gonna get messy. Um, mm-hmm. and we knew it would, I guess, but it just it felt like it was gonna be more fun. And uh, yeah, it, it yeah. hasn't been as much fun. It's just it's been not kinda, fun. Yeah, it's, it's been not sweaty funny. and a mess. It's, just, it's not even yeah. funny. Yeah, it's just it's not even. It's just kind of like let's just get him out of here and just, get Pastner in there and get a COVID, <laughs> COVID pinata. Like that's what we need. All right, we're gonna take a break. Come back. Uh, talk Tony's guys, Cal's guys. Probably Texas a little bit. I still we still haven't given Texas. Yeah, let's shine, give so Texas. We'll do that. But uh, we're gonna take a break first. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. 
And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy. Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com. Get a quote and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. And if you go to GEICO.com, they have all the commercials there. So if we're not doing it for you, you can watch any commercial you want the GEICO uh, family. We're also brought to you by Homage, fan gear that doesn't compromise on quality. Now that's a slam dunk. The good people at Homage pay tribute to your favorite teams and iconic moments from sports, pop culture, and more with ultra-comfortable, high-quality clothing for the whole family. Head to Homage.com for the softest hoodies, sweats, tees, for the NBA, NFL, NCAA, WWE, movies, and more. Plus, for Titus and Tate listeners, you can snag 20% off their first order with code TNT, T-A-N-D-T. Grab a gift for every all-star on your team or yourself and pay homage. That's homage.com. Offer code TNT. Tony Guy update, Tate. The update on... uh... (laughs) Tony Guy Bennett, the head coach of your Virginia Cavaliers. Not a lot. Again, uh, Virginia was on pause for a while. They come back. The the, the Gonzaga game was after they were on the COVID break, right? Yeah. Yep. They get swept by Gonzaga. Yep. Um, and all the momentum of Virginia basketball from being – they're still the defending national champions, mind mm-hmm. you. But uh, the, the air has been let out of the sails a little bit for Virginia right now. And sure enough, your good guy of the week comes along, Mike mm-hmm. Bray, and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish – and they get Tony Guy back on on the winning side, um, and and now you look at you look at Virginia's schedule going forward. They got Wake Forest, Boston College, then Notre Dame again coming up. So uh, this is this is just what the doctor ordered. I think Virginia basketball is going to be back, but also at the same time, not a lot of entry going on because the ACC kind of sucks, and uh, that's where we're at. But Virginia is still ranked. I guess we should mm-hmm. point that out. Mm-hmm. Still, what, what's more egregious? You're the ACC whisperer, Duke. Virginia, I feel like Florida Duke. State has no business Duke. being ranked either. Duke, Duke has no business being ranked. Yeah, Duke zero, has a, zero business. They're, absolutely, they're, they're absolute way, zero business. Notre Dame. It's, they beat Notre Dame. That's, that's what it. I'm saying. That's why yeah. I'm joking about it. The fact that Notre Dame is being used as a way to get quality wins to get these teams back in order to be a top 25 team. It's like Notre Dame is not very good at all. Kentucky, you know, losing to them is more of a you know an egregious error on their end, if anything. And the fact that not only Virginia but Duke has both used Mike Bray and Notre Dame to get themselves yeah. uh, back in the the good faith of the college basketball fans is um, it's expected at some level. Tony Guy, uh, he said that he is hopeful because he's a basketball coach. Uh, I thought that was a, a great line. Like that's mm-hmm. he's he's eternally hopeful just because he is a basketball coach. Um, they want to play. They're they're trying to make this Wake Forest game happen. It sounds like there's some back and forth because someone tested positive. And oh really? Co- yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're trying to make this game happen against Wake Forest because then, like you said, they play Boston College, play Notre Dame again. They got a nice little run of games to. To get get everything you know settled in yeah. uh, Tony Bennett land. Yeah, and then they and then they'll have Clemson coming up, who's playing well. Shout out to the Clemson Tigers. Uh, yeah, I, Amir I Sims I sh- is. I shit maybe all over AC your football program, but yeah. uh, the the Tigers. The, I'm trying to think of like Clemson deserves to be ranked. Virginia Tech probably deserves to be ranked in my mind, but mm-hmm. Duke and Virginia and Florida State do not. They, they yeah. just don't. They, yeah, yeah. I mean, Duke and Virginia but, definitely don't. Florida State, I give Leonard Hamilton like uh, like a just a, a, a pass forever. You know, I just want him to yeah. be in the top twenty five, but they're probably not good enough to be in the top twenty five. Virginia and Duke are definitely not good enough to be in the top yeah. twenty five. The, the entire ACC is basically your your one non conference win is Virginia Tech over Villanova, mm-hmm. and outside of that, I mean, and that was Florida a State beating special, Indiana you know? in like overtime at the yeah. buzzer. Is that would that be? I mean. 
All, like every team in the ACC beat Kentucky, and I guess mm-hmm. that felt like awesome at the time. But um, yeah, I don't know. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech deserves to be ranked basically because they beat Villanova, and that is the one good win that the entire mm-hmm. conference has right now. So yeah, that, that's it. That's the that's the Tony guy. I, I, yeah, when you think about the ACC in general, they went zero and six in bowl games. Uh, yeah, you know, they're 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 trying to figure out uh, what twenty the twenty twenties look no, like. No, dude, it's time uh, to reassess. That's the that's the that's the card you play. It's time to reassess. Should yeah. we be, even be playing in this? The yeah, ACC should we, was. Should we shut it down? <laughs> I love. Can I just point out that the <laughs> ACC and the SEC, the two conferences that said we're you know I, I understand football. Uh, drove the decision so i that's not lost on me but just for the sake of the point i want to make here let's uh pretend like basketball drives everything in college sports mm. that the acc and the sec stuck their chest out and said <laughs> we are going to we are going to just power through we are not going to stop and look around at the world around us the big 10 you guys are sissies the pac-12 you are even bigger sissies for trying to not play college sports and then you look up and the the flagship institution in basketball in the SEC, Kentucky, is mm. absolute garbage. The worst team they've had in over a hundred years. Uh, the ACC Literally. as a whole. That not, sounds like an exaggeration when you say it's it. It's not. Uh, the ACC as a whole is not good. I, I don't remember a time the ACC has been this bad. I also have a bad memory, so maybe uh, it's happened recently. But yeah, they, the, the the highest ranked team is 19th ranked Virginia Tech slash 19th ranked Clemson. That's all that really needs to be said about the ACC right now. Mm. I just find that interesting, Tate. Meanwhile, the Big Ten, responsible conference. <laughs> Every team's going to get ranked. Everybody gets a taste. Uh, even Northwestern, you want to be ranked? Here you go. Here's a little taste. Uh, Pac-12, Gonzaga, here you go. You're number one. <laughs> My favorite thing about the Big Ten currently, and and just in general, is like today I'm watching, you know, uh, the the halftime ESPN halftime report, and they're going back and forth, and they're talking about the Big Ten. And when they do the Big Ten, they go in the Big Ten, the deepest conference in college basketball, eleven teams currently uh-huh. in the tournament, nine teams currently ranked. But I got to be honest with you, I don't see a national championship <laughs> right, out of, exactly out of this conference, happen. and it's like. It's like the same beats every single time, and then every like, I, and then uh, you know, Sean goes to the Pac-12, and he's like, and the problem with the Pac-12, as you know, Dale, it's like they, they they have no quality non-conference wins, so they beat each other up, and it's like it's just the same cycle every single year. And uh, I hope the Big Ten every can year. win a national championship. Every year. I, it's not going to happen this year. Gonzaga's I do gonna hope win. It's gonna, we're going we're gonna to get three teams in the title or in the Final Four, and then. It has to. It has it's to. It's gonna be three teams game. plus Gonzaga, and then at least Gonzaga, it's West Coast. It, it really is. It's gonna be three Big Ten teams plus Gonzaga, and Gonzaga is gonna win the two final four games by fifteen plus, and everyone's yeah. gonna be like the Big Ten Jokers once again, and I, <laughs> Jokers and Chokers. <laughs> that is the, that's the new Big Ten division. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the Clemson fans are tweeting that at you as soon as that game happens. Uh, that's the Jokers that's how it and works. the Chokers. Anything else? No, I was gonna say quickly. Your- if you're the Pac-12 and Gonzaga wins the national championship, this is just you claim it. You yeah. definitely claim it. No, yeah. no, you invite them that you night. Do, yeah. You make the call. You, you make yeah. the call that night, and you say you're a part of the Pac-12, a conference of champions. Yep. You won your championship. Bill Walton is also on the call, and, and you they just say make the full pitch. Yeah, all Gonzaga. The way Gonzaga's like, but we don't have football, and the Pac-12 also says <laughs> okay, we don't either. Neither do we. Neither <laughs> <laughs> do we. So it all works out. It's <laughs> uh, uh, perfect. <laughs> oh my god boom baby uh, <laughs> just hang up that's it uh can we talk about cows guys the team mm. that we promised we were done talking about and we just can't quit uh yeah. 
It, the Dante Allen game is what people are calling it. And, and by people, I mean Big Blue Nation because literally nobody else watched this game. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't watch a second of Mississippi State, Kentucky, so I'm not going to pretend like I did. Yeah. Uh, I, I will not watch a second of Kentucky basketball until they get a winning record. I'm making that the – got to at mm. least get a winning record. Mm. Um, how many games in a row do you think Kentucky has to win to be ranked again? I, I, th- I feel like it's like three, honestly. I, I think it's five. I, it, like, it, it should be not like for a normal team, it's nine or ten, yeah. you know, to, to like get back after the way that they started. But Kentucky, if they win three or four or five in a row with Cal, with the, <laughs> with the PR machine, it's like they're. Yeah, they're Cal's going to say those first round of games didn't yeah. count. Those, he, those are the, he's gonna say if you watch those games, we should have won those games. He's gonna be like, he's, he's like everyone that saw those games know that we could have won those games. Everyone knows if the team we are today played those games, <laughs> we win. We would have won if we play those games ten times. We win at least seven out of ten. That's all. So saying. Dante Allen is a uh, redshirt sophomore, redshirt freshman. I'm sorry, he's it's mm-hmm. his second year in the program. Last year he was a medical redshirt. Uh, he's a former <laughs> Kentucky Mr. Basketball Tate, and I guess the, the 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 Kentucky faithful have been asking for more playing time for this guy because he is known as a lights out shooter all the uh this kind of touches on the point that i made when we were talking about cal uh, a couple weeks ago when i when i was losing my mind about how he should be recruiting more of these i i I, uh i forget who it was that that came to mind as like a guy you should recruit but uh he should be recruiting kentucky more like you should you should go after all the five stars and then sprinkle in uh these local kids because you you need guys who take pride in the kentucky on the front of their jersey and not to sound like my father and, and a super old man talking about basketball but i think that actually matters and i think that's what kentucky basketball needs is more of that is more of guys who are not trying to uh just use it as a, a marketing tool as a stepping stone to the league whatever uh insert dante allen who is a Kentucky guy through and through, is Mr. Basketball in Kentucky, is has this reputation as a great shooter. Kentucky fans are saying, play him more. Every Kentucky team at, with, with John Calipari, it seems, the, the, the Achilles heel is always shooting, yep. uh, stereotypically. Mm-hmm. Seems to sort of be the case for this team. They could use some shooters. Finally, at long last, Deontay, uh, Dante Allen, I'm sorry, uh, get, get, some, get some run. He, he played 19 minutes total up until this game against Mississippi State. Uh, finally gets some runs, scores 23 points, hits seven threes, Tate. Kentucky blows out Miss. Wait. No, I'm sorry. They won in overtime in a close <laughs> one. <laughs> they barely won, uh, but they did win nonetheless. And John Calipari got ejected. And uh, that's it. That's the, that's the Cal's guys update. Yeah, Calipari, uh, you know, you and I, you know, we worked for Bill Simmons and we always, you know, kind of joke about the Ewing theory. It's always been very funny to us because if, you know, you think about Patrick, Bill made that famous, you know, there was always the joke. If Patrick Ewing wasn't there, his teams were better, even though you and I have talked about Patrick Ewing won, should have been back-to-back titles in college and, you know, probably could have won some NBA championships. But regardless, the Calipari effect, uh, the Calipari theory. What is the new, I was going to what is the new Ewing theory with, with Pat, the, the current version? Version of Patrick Ewing yeah. as a head coach. Never mind. Who cares? Move on. Continue Have you ever point. shot that, that shot? Yeah, yeah. That's the new theory. Uh, but this is where we are. Calipari doesn't coach in this game. He gets kicked out with about you know nine minutes left to go in the game. He after the game said, "This is really good for us. We're one and zero. Obviously, they're one and zero in conference. Um, <laughs> that's what he said. I swear to God, he said after the game that they were one and zero." Um, and he, and he goes through, you know, all the different things, the fact that it was so lucky that there were nine minutes to go instead of four mm-hmm. minutes. So they had enough time to make the run. But the fact that the team was better without Cal, uh, you know, makes you think, makes you think, um, that there's a question to be asked there. And just the fact that 
the the big blue nation in general seemed to come together without Cal there. You know what I mean? It was like he got kicked out. He he did the same thing last year, I think, against Arkansas, if, if I remember correctly. He got thrown out of the game, and they they ended up winning without him there. He does it again this time to galvanize team. I I, I like the idea. Do you of think him this is a Norman Dale? I was going to ask you that. Do you think yeah. this is a Norman Dale situation uh, where he purposely decided now's the time to get thrown out to galvanize the team? I, I'm not sure, but I do think that there is a chance that John Calipari thinks maybe the team's better without me here uh, down the stretch. You know what I mean? He's like, let me just get out of the way uh, and just see what these guys do. Because either way, I win. Like, if I'm not there and they lose, we have the excuse of, like, well, coach got thrown out. And, you know, if he was there, we probably win that game. And if they win without you, you're like, my guys, without me, my guys came together uh-huh. uh, and grew up with our great coaching staff. Stop asking about Kenny Payne. Um, and you know, I don't know, coach Cal, he's, he seemed to be fired up after the game, the press conference, don't watch the basketball games. That's what I'll say as a fan of Kentucky basketball, don't watch the games, watch the press conferences, coach Calipari. He's all, he's, he's trying to keep it together and he's having to put on a show to keep it together for big blue nation. And it's very entertaining. The idea of the idea of Cal not having self-esteem and just being <laughs> and, and sitting at home and just saying, are they better without me? Has the mm. game passed me by is it's, it's pretty hysterical, honestly. Um, <laughs> but maybe you're right. Maybe that's what it is. I think he's, maybe. I think he's he said, fine. He doesn't care. I, he had this quote. He said, uh, when he got ejected, uh, uh, when I walked off, I said, this is either going to be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, that was that was that was another good one in there. It's a great quote. So <laughs> one and zero in the SEC, folks. Cal's guys. It's gonna be either a good thing or a bad thing. We'll see. We'll know. see. Uh, the the other Cal update. The other Cal's guys. Uh, Brad Calipari. Th- this kind of snuck past mm. me. I didn't. I I picked this up very very late. Still uh, playing basketball at the University of Detroit Mercy. Um, or is it Detroit? It's University of Detroit. Mm-hmm. He has his own logo tape. His Twitter, his Twitter avatar is a logo like it's a it's like a Steph Curry situation where it's like the SC thirty like type. BC. It's like BC that looks like a twelve at the same time, and uh, I just wanted to point that out because he's got the one and then the two is like a little lower, so it's like a lowercase b, and then yeah. the other part of the two whips around to be the c, and uh, I just that's that's a baller move. So shout out to Brad Calipari. It's hard to have a logo. It's hard to be <laughs> a college basketball player and have your own logo. But he uh, he figured it out, so God bless him. I just think about the graphic designer that probably gets like the requests from like you know we'll use Peyton Watson because he was our first five star commit here, like a Peyton Watson request, and you're like, man, you know I'm gonna take a lot of energy here, draw up something cool. This is gonna be like you know this could be legendary. This could be like his logo for the next 15 years, NBA All Star. And then you get an email from Brad Calipari that's like, can you, can you work something up for me? And then you come up with like the oh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I just put yeah, hashtag back. (laughs) You should play tic tac toe with this. Uh, thanks, Brad. That's the best. That's good news. That's a good update on Brad Calipari, though. That's it. Glad to see he's playing. Kentucky's one and oh. Um, yeah, I, 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 let me look up their schedule. Who they got next? I, I, I just decided I'm not paying attention, but I keep saying that. And I, as, as is usually the case with Kentucky and Cal, uh, I we're watching. To pay attention. Yeah. yeah. All right. So they got Vanderbilt tomorrow. Tomorrow being Tuesday. Oh, they're at Florida on Saturday. Mm. Maybe I'll watch. See, I, I said I wasn't going to watch, but that has my attention. Who? Who? I mean, I'll just. This is just a random question. But in the SEC, you know, we we talked about it. They're not that great this year. If it's not Kentucky, who is the other team? Tennessee is my pick. I think Tennessee is the best team in the SEC. But they lost uh, to Alabama the other night. Yeah. So they that just was, lost to Alabama. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, Florida beat LSU. LSU was interesting because they they yep. have had success in, in the conference. And uh, did they win it last year? They won it last year, right? Yeah, I LSU think so. won the, yeah. the SEC last year. Um, Florida just beat LSU, but yeah, I don't know. The SEC is not good. Yeah, but, no, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard it's, to it's, kind of parse through. It's Even like Arkansas is interesting, but then they lost to Missouri. So and Missouri lost. Yeah, I guess Tennessee. Missouri we should acknowledge, but even Missouri fans are like, I mean, <laughs> come on, we're Missouri. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Missouri fans are like, like we're, we're happy we beat Illinois, but also we're ranked twelfth. Are we sure? Or yeah, was when yeah. they lost. <laughs> and it's like they have Tillman. Like they have some interesting players that you know, and obviously Conzo. So I mean, they're they're an interesting team at least in the SEC. There's just not that many. Like Tom, it's Creeny. Tennessee. Tennessee's yeah. the team. Like if you're if yeah, you're if you're picking a team out of the SEC that's going to make a Final Four, I mean it's Tennessee, and I don't I don't trust any other team, mm-hmm. and I don't even really know if I trust Tennessee. But like that's I'm putting all my chips on Tennessee if I have to pick a team from the SEC, right? Yeah, I think so too. But I, I'm I'm not getting the John Fulkerson vibes that I want. Yeah, I, I want I want him to turn it up. I'm hoping I haven't gotten fucked up at all this year. Yeah, and that was not like a, a big part of my <laughs> existence was supposed to be getting fucked up. Uh, I think if I'm Tennessee, I hope that they play the long game. Don't try to win the SEC. That's what I will say. I I, I always yeah. get caught up with Rick Barnes and Tennessee trying to win the SEC regular season, the tournament, and then floundering. You know, in the Sweet yeah. 16 at best. Uh, make a Final Four run. Who cares about the SEC? It's bad anyway. Don't waste your time focusing on that. Focus on the but, end game. I mean, Let's that is that three-day, four-day stretch for Tennessee, whatever it was. You go to Missouri, you win by 20, yep. you turn around at home and lose to Alabama by eight. Like, that is... What, what do you make of that? I don't. I don't know. Like that's what that's that's concerning. And uh, I, I, it, I mean that I, that that sort of thing is going to happen in the Big Ten. In the Big Ten, it yeah. makes sense because like all these teams are tournament teams. We saw Alabama and Maui. They they are not a good basketball team. I mean they have pieces, and I understand like why. I don't know. It, it, I guess I could see how this could sort of happen given like the pieces Alabama has, but like you can't let that happen if you're Tennessee coming off the mm. win of Missouri. You can't lose mm. to Alabama like that. Yeah, right? and if you're Missouri, I mean that's the worst thing you wanted to see, especially when you know yeah. you lose that game and you kind of tell yourself like you, what we're saying right now. That's the best team in the SEC. It's you know whatever we got blown out, we'll get past it as one game. But then you see them lose to Alabama, who is a you know average team at best, and I, I think they're actually maybe better than we we saw in Maui. Maybe uh, just basically yeah. they shot the ball a lot better in that second half against Tennessee. But um, yeah, I don't know. The SEC is 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 not that fun. But it's also interesting to try to figure out who Dude. is the team because there's so many reasons why team like Florida with Keontae Johnson. I mean, I wish that that, that would, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to see him on the sideline coaching, but that team's a different team with him there. And maybe we yeah. say it's Florida. That's what like, yeah, I mean, Florida, uh, I, I, losing Keontae Johnson hurts, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, kind of yeah. want to point out the obvious, but the guy was SEC preseason player of the year. Exactly. Not going to play the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, they beat LSU. That's great. But um, yeah, they're, they're, the SEC is just. It's a know. mess. It's a mess. It's, it's, good luck, Tennessee. Um, <laughs> so basically what we just figured out, I think, is that Kentucky's going to win that. Yeah, I was going to say, it's good for Coach Cal. 1-0. Oh. <laughs> Got Vanderbilt, you'll be 2-0. and oh. uh, And then you're rolling. That's all oh it is. Oh, my God. Kentucky winning the SEC would be great content. Yeah, it, oh, they got great Kentucky. Oh, this is tough, though. I just, I'm, 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 I was about to close the tab, and, and we can take a break here. Um but I saw staring me in the face on January 30th uh, in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Texas is coming to Lexington. Mm. The Longhorns are. That could that could be a good thing, though, maybe. Yeah, that's the upset. 
I was going to say, like, at that point, let's that's, see. Kentucky that's the game that they two. win in overtime and they get back into the top 25. And they, we all say, Kentucky. So if they win out and every game is played on Kentucky's <laughs> schedule, you know, that's probably, I don't know, maybe it's likely. Who the hell knows? I don't even know where you put the odds on that. But uh, I, I imagine one of these games will probably get postponed. But uh, say they play out their entire schedule, win them all between now and that Texas game, they will be entering uh, the game with an eight game win streak, Tate. Mm. That is. They're going to be ranked. They're they 100% might, going to yeah, be ranked. They might be the number one team in the country. It's uh, going to be one versus two games. Yeah. <laughs> and then they Coach got, and then they got Missouri, slave. Tennessee after that. They got Texas, mm. Missouri, Tennessee. So uh, uh, that's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, it's eight wins and then three losses. And everyone's like, I don't know, Kentucky. I don't know. They, they, they showed us a lot during that eight-game win streak, though. But what the, the? Uh, all right, we're going to take a break, come back. Speaking of Texas, we are, I, I swear to God, Texas fans, we are going to talk about your team. We mm-hmm. just wanted to, uh, we, we don't want to lump it in with all the other nonsense. We want to give you your own shine. So we will do that right after this. Kentucky finding a way to win the SEC certainly would be amazing, Tate. But you know what mm-hmm. else is amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit, zero limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. of places in the U.S. that take credit cards take Discover. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. All right, before we get to shout-outs, close-outs, Tate, I promise Texas, the the, the Longhorn faithful, they, they've had a I, – I almost said a, a rough go of things with Tom Herman getting fired, but I, they probably like that, right? That's probably a good thing. But then you hire Sarkeesian, I don't know if that's – I don't think that's I don't think that's the answer though. So, mm-hmm. so we'll, yeah, we'll throw a him a bone and, yeah. and talk a little bit about that's not a good the, thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we probably should have led the show with to be honest, because like this is massive news. You go like this has never happened. Bill Self's worst home loss was twelve points. Shaka Smart uh, goes into Allen Fieldhouse with this Texas team. They who who is one in sixteen, I believe, is the stat I saw in the last seventeen appearances in Lawrence. Uh, the Texas Longhorns were. And they win by 25 points, Tate. And it's mm-hmm. almost like Texas won by too much. It's it, it got to a point where it was such a blowout that I kind of tuned out of the game. I kind of like... They, they, they killed Kansas so badly, you almost leave the game wondering what's wrong with Kansas instead of saying Texas is awesome, which should not be the discussion point. Uh, you know, I'll let other people talk about Kansas and what's wrong with Kansas and if there's anything wrong with Kansas. I want to talk about Texas, a team that we saw yep. win the Mount Invitational on Matt Coleman's last second shot. Uh, they are very good. Their only loss was at home to Villanova, who, as it turns out, is also very good. I'm happy to see Texas in the top five in the AP poll because when we saw them in mm-hmm. Maui, we believed that they were a top 10 mm-hmm. team, a bona fide top 10 team, a team that should be in the top 10 throughout the season. Uh, and it looks like now that's probably how it's going to play out. They're going to lose some other games. I'm sure Baylor, maybe Kansas gets them in the rematch. The Big 12 is is a meat grinder. I'm sure they're going to drop a few. But um, they, they look for real. They look every bit for real. Uh, the, the, the Maui th- run was not a fluke. It was not because the Maui field wasn't as strong. Uh, Texas is a very, very good basketball team. I heard I mentioned you know the halftime conversations about these teams and the Texas conversation was very funny because it was the exact same conversation we have every year and and they go into it and they say basically everyone said Texas wasn't the team that we thought that they should be early in the year and you know I don't remember that being the case but I guess that everyone kind of built the idea that Texas you know was not going to be as good as people thought because they were down 11 to 8 to Davidson and Bill Walton said the game was over so I think a lot of people 
have let that linger in their minds and have thought that Texas, I mean, like you said, they have only lost to Villanova, who, in case you haven't checked, another fellow top five team. So their only loss is against a fellow top five team. They played, you know, not their best, I think, in that game. Uh, we have seen them play their best. When they have Coleman and Ramey going, and those two guys are experienced, veteran, you know, backcourt guards, they are a very, very good basketball team, mm -hmm. a Final Four type team, dare I say, a national championship contender when Ramey and Coleman are going. And when they had a couple games where they weren't hitting on all cylinders, Coleman had a few games where he wasn't great. But when Coleman is locked in and Ramey is locked in, those younger guys, Kai Jones and Greg Brown and you know Jericho Sims, the big guys, they, they – are completely engaged when those guards Dude. are getting them engaged in the game. And then they're hard to beat because then Greg Brown steps out of the three-point line. Kai Jones steps out to the three-point line. Andrew Jones steps out of the three-point line. And you're like, Kansas, Kansas, they were 20 of 23 from three. They missed 23s in this game. So they couldn't shoot yeah. themselves back in the game. They couldn't get rebounds because Texas did has so Indiana. much length. And then they looked they helpless. They completely punked you know? Indiana and I could see from the start. Texas doing um, that to a lot of they, basketball that, teams. That is, the they're fact they're that going they could, to do that to a lot yeah, of teams. Yeah, that's, exactly. That, that's what the... I mean, that, that's what stood out to me yep. uh, watching them in Asheville was that those guards, yep. uh, Ramey and Coleman specifically, are out of their minds. And and I say I, I said that on the show after they won. They're crazy. They're both crazy in the best way. They're crazy in a way that every coach that watches <laughs> yeah. them is like, I want those you guys said to on me my that team. They, were they crazy. are out of their yep. minds. They talk to themselves mm -hmm. like <laughs> to, to get themselves hyped up. They uh, they're also yep. very very talented. They can score. They can uh, uh, they play well yep. together. But um, they they take pride in defense. They and and they're crazy, and I think that that matters, and it seems like it doesn't. I keep I keep saying that as uh, it, I I guess the point I'm trying to make is like culture is obviously a huge word in college basketball and and establishing your culture, and I I can listen I can I can feel everyone rolling their eyes as soon as you mention the word culture, but um that is a thing whether it whether it's cliche or whatever like coaches are trying to build some sort of culture some sort of identity with their team and Texas. It feels like Shaka Smart's tenure at Texas, he has not necessarily had that. He's been close. He's had great players. He's had great big men uh, specifically come through. But you've never really, like, you never really tuned into a Texas basketball game and said, you're definitely going to be seeing this every single night. And to, in my mind, and uh, I'm not, I'm not a Texas basketball expert. I'm not locked in on the program. Like maybe like Texas fans obviously are, but uh, that, that's been my perception of what Texas basketball has been under shock is like, they can win some games. They're good here and there, but they've never really had like a, an outright identity that says, Oh, uh, like you're looking at the schedule and you see Texas and you're like, ah, shit, that means we're getting X, Y, Z uh, coming up here in a week or whatever. And this team has that. And this team, uh, they, they play unbelievable defense. Kai Jones, who you mentioned, might be the best player on the team. Might be, he's unbelievable, this guy. He comes in the game against Kansas. He comes off the bench. Uh, I forget who was announcing the game, but they mention it. They're like, Kai Jones, by the way, uh, this dude's unbelievable. He's going to be a first-round pick. So good. And it's the, the very second he catches the ball, he pulls a three and hits it. I'm like... That's Kai Jones. That is Kai Jones. He's a big dude who can step out and shoot threes. Um, yeah, I, I love Texas so much. I really do. Yeah, and Texas, I mean, Kai Jones was with Nazir Little. They were in high school with each other. And when he was going to Texas, you know, I watched him play a little bit in high school. And, you know, I saw some of the talent, right? But I did not see this. And he's obviously worked a lot to get his three-point shot, especially to where it is. Greg Brown has worked a lot on his game to get it where he is, where he can step out to the three-point line. Those guys are working hard, and the the one thing we'll say, just from being at the Maui Invitational and seeing the way that they interact with each other, these guys 
are about it. Like, you know what I mean? You said yeah. that they're crazy. The guards are crazy. The whole team is crazy. Like, they're, they're the the bench is crazy. Like, they're, again, they're, in a good way. Like, they yeah, got exactly, good exactly. Cohesive like, yeah. energy. Like, they they yeah. are the crowd. Like, a lot of the people we talk about that there's no atmosphere. The Texas bench point. and the coaches, yeah. like, they are an atmosphere. They create an yeah. atmosphere. They are loud. They talk shit to the other team. They clap when people dive on the floor. Like, there there's the things that they do that get you fired up. So you can see who's that with the Texas. kid with the the man bun on Texas. You, you I know. know about yeah he's the one he's the one i can't remember his name either but like he he is the guy like he's, he's a big man and, yeah, yeah. Like, god what's his name we gotta look him I got, up i'll look it up look, look him up uh, he, we were watching him warm it up I, he barely even plays and he just comes over he's the guy that like is poking you in the the chest giving you the hype speech as, yes. as the game's about to start and he's just in your ear just like you're a bad motherfucker. Get these guys ass today, and, and, uh, dude. I, I I love Texas so much. Uh, the other point I want to make about Texas. So Greg Brown, who we've mentioned a few times, and is obviously the Kamaka Hipa. That's his Kamaka name. Kamaka Hipa. All yeah. right. Shout yeah. out Kamaka Hipa. Number thirty three on him. Texas. He is the, yeah. he is absolutely uh just like a fireball of energy he is absolutely what you want if you make a big play you want someone like that on the sideline for you if that guy gets in a game in a pivotal moment (laughs) punches are gonna get thrown like the other team i i could see i could see you know you throw him in against texas tech i could see mac mcclunk swinging on him because he's Mm -hmm. just so pit like this guy is Mm -hmm. so annoying (laughs) and he's from (laughs) alaska (laughs) he's from alaska so he's just like he's aloof and fired up and uh he was he was awesome uh i was i was gonna make this point about uh Greg Brown, who is the five star, obviously is is um, you know if you're an NBA fan and you're watching Texas, that's who you're locked in on. Is you want yeah. to see what Greg, Greg Brown, Brown Kai Jones, table. those two guys. Uh, Texas has a perfect situation because Greg Brown has been not disappointing. I don't want to say disappointing, but he is not uh, he is not carrying this team. He is not um, he, he is not playing at the level that you would maybe expect if you're a guy who you know you you hear about a five star and he joins a team and. And you, you assume that he's going to put up Zion Williamson numbers, say. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not doing that, but Texas doesn't need him to do that. And I think that's what makes Texas so terrifying is that if Greg Brown goes two for six, say, yeah. and, and finishes with eight points and four rebounds, and that's just like his typical stat line, they are still every bit as good as every team in this country. Absolutely. You know? And then every, every so often you get Greg Brown who shows up, who's hitting threes, who's dunking on everybody, running the floor, grabbing rebounds. And it just takes him to a level like like he didn't even really play he didn't play poorly I don't I don't think I don't I, I don't remember specifically but like he, he he wasn't awesome against Kansas and they they beat Kansas by twenty five imagine mm-hmm. if Greg Brown was playing like a top ten pick like he's capable of they they are very very good it would yeah. not surprise me if they won the Big Twelve uh, it would not surprise me if they ended up being better than Baylor which is not a knock on Baylor um, but also I find myself saying the phrase this is not a knock on Baylor a lot yeah yeah but uh. It really isn't like Baylor. I I respect Baylor. Baylor is very very good. Baylor deserves to a one seed or, and whatever and the number two ranking and all that kind of stuff. But uh, if if we fast forward to the end of the season and Texas ends up winning the Big Twelve and they beat Baylor um, out for the Big Twelve title, I I will for one will not be surprised. I won't be either. And I will say this: Texas matching up with Gonzaga in a title game may be a better matchup than Baylor going up against mm-hmm. Gonzaga because of the just the sheer fact that. Suggs will have to go against Ramey and, you know, basically have to deal with Matt Coleman and deal with that experience backcourt, and that'll be something to watch. And then the athletes, I mean, I know Corey Kispert's an athlete and, and, and some of these other, but just the athletes that they have on the wing for Texas with Kai Jones and Greg Brown, it'll be a fun matchup. 
Um, Texas, we said that they were a top 10 team in Maui. They're a legit top five team. There's no yeah. doubt about that. I don't think that they're overinflated by beating Kansas by 25 points. Sometimes I worry about that. When you, like you said, they Dude, won they by were too under, much. They didn't get the Maui bump like they should have. They were exactly. like 17th coming out of Maui. I, I'm telling you was. because people think that they lost to Davidson. I, I heard yeah. today at halftime, they were talking about Texas kind of came out the gate Dude, slow. That, they didn't when lose when did they Davidson. come out of the gate slow? They won the Maui Invitational. Sam Menanga is what happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, put some respect on Sam Menanga's <laughs> name, who this dude was was pulling <laughs> let me look up if you know you know <laughs> if you know you know if you know Meninga. all right all right here, here's a fun game we're gonna play here's a funny game we're gonna play i just pulled up sam Meninga's <laughs> stats on the season please be so he's played points he's played nine games yep. he started all nine games he's averaging 26 minutes a game for davidson okay within three points either way how many points per game is sam Meninga averaging <laughs> plus um, or minus three points what's your answer I, it's got to be above three points. It's got to be. It's it's it's. I'm gonna say he's averaging eight point five points per game. It's the race to six point nine. <laughs> he's averaging six point nine points per game on the side. And he's also six nine. This is uh, dude. We saw that. What, what did he have? I'm gonna pull up his. Uh, he had like twenty five in that game, right? Or am I crazy? Like, dude, I, I, I remember. Did, 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 did I inflate I it? Did I inflate it in my head? I felt like he, he had twenty five. He, he missed two game winners, which kind of took. The, <laughs> uh, but he took the right. game winners. That's what we what, like to where, see. How, what the hell? I clicked on the wrong thing. I'm sorry. This is this is fantastic to listen to, I'm sure. Uh, all game logs. I'm going to click on it. Uh, Texas game. It was the second game of the season because they played high point. He had yeah. 17. He had 17 and 5. Basically Four turnovers, 25. four fouls. <laughs> he was two for six from the three-point line. I, who cares? I think he stands Watch the tape. Watch the tape. I watched yeah. the tape. Oh, my God. He's shooting 19% from the three-point line. How is that possible? How is this possible? Watch we the warm ups. Him. Yeah, watch, yeah, watch the, the <laughs> <laughs> so would, we gotta I, fix Sam Meninga. How do we do this? Could you what imagine if you and I worked in the front office and they called us after the game and they're like, This guy sucks. He can't be like, dude, watch <laughs> <Yeah>. the tape. <laughs> I'll show you it's a warm up. Dude, after after Maui, uh one of the one of the guys on staff at, at Davidson, uh as as you and I were dicking around in the yeah. gym shooting around after the whole thing was over. <laughs> Uh, he, he walked by and, and said something to me. Um, and, uh, I was just like, Hey, what's up, man? Whatever. And I'm talking to him. And, uh, I said, tell me all you know about Sam Meninga. Like, is he, mm. is he, he's your best player, right? It's not Kellen Grady. It's, it's obviously Sam Meninga. Mm. Am mm. I crazy? And he's like, ah, that's how he started. <laughs> he's just like, ah, so, uh, <laughs> he's like, he's like, are you related to Sam Meninga? I was like, damn it. Don't say anything else. I don't want. I don't want to have this fantasy ruined. All right. What, what were we on? We were on Texas. Uh, Texas is great. That's the point. That's the takeaway. <laughs> yeah. That's hook them horns. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Hook them. Yep. 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 What else we got to hit? What I mean, Oklahoma State. I, they're playing tonight. They're playing West Virginia. They beat Texas Tech. I want to give them a shout out. Oh, we are, we are an Oklahoma State podcast. Mm. We love the Cowboys. Kate Cunningham was three for twelve in this game, and they still won on the road in overtime in Lubbock, Texas State. Have, have not lost a game. As of this recording, yeah. have not lost a game by more than one possession, which is kind of the same as being undefeated if you really think about yeah, it. Yeah, so. yeah, just think about it. Yeah. Yep. And, and so, it's also good go. for us just to be on the bandwagon. Good for Cade Cunningham. He's uh, that Montverde high school team, that whole class of guys, Dayron Sharp, all of them that are freshmen right now that, that went undefeated last year, they're all doing great. So shout out to Cade. Happy for him. And uh, West Virginia... I mean, obviously, like you already know what happened in that game. Maybe they got it together, but I could see Kate Cunningham and Oklahoma State getting. No, nice I'm calling my shot. Yeah. Kate Cunningham, they they won. Oklahoma right. State won. They won. Yeah, yeah. congratulations. Shibway is Kate. no longer with West Virginia. Yeah, the West Virginia vibes are kind of off right now. Yeah, 
Uh, Oklahoma State. Yeah, the rank Oklahoma State. Hashtag rank Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. What else? Should we get to shout outs? Is that it? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's Nothing get to shout outs. All right, yeah. let's, let's shout out, wrap this thing up. What yeah, I want to shout out Drake Basketball. I feel like uh, mm. this is something that we should do. Drake Basketball, 12-0 and 0, uh, this season. They were undefeated. Uh, I feel like Drake is someone on this show. You and I famously went to a Drake concert with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, we famously used God's Last plan. concert I ever went to. <laughs> really? Is yeah, that? that was the last concert wow. I went to. Yeah, it was a couple years ago. Um, 2019. I was supposed to see yeah. Sturgill Simpson in the forum uh, right as all the... Wow, shit went down. Wow, so I was really heartbroken about that. I had I had floor seats and I was really excited. And then I don't know. So so Drake is it? I yeah, mean, Drake so, is so my it's, last post yeah, pre-pandemic yeah. concert yeah. I ever saw. Yeah, Drake. Drake. It's always Drake's year. Uh, this is officially Drake's time to jump on the bandwagon. For people that don't know, Drake basketball they did matter. Mark Titus, nineteen sixty nine. For people that don't know, Drake made the final four. Uh, they ended up playing North Carolina in the third place game. They beat North Carolina. They finished third in the 1969 NCAA tournament. UCLA obviously won that tournament. But I wanted to shout out Drake because I felt like a lot of people were making all the jokes about Drake basketball being undefeated and the most wins, all sort of stuff, and about how and then they were had their schedule is 309th. That's the the ranking of their schedule. So obviously the 12 and 0 is not that strong. But Drake is a basketball program. Drake has made the Final Four, as I said before. So I wanted to give him their due. Yeah. Literally, all I know about Drake basketball is uh, Adam Emmenecker, who uh, <laughs> was a walk-on, who ended up winning uh, Missouri Valley Player of the Year in like 2007 or mm. 2008, something mm. like that. That's it. That's all I remember. That was, was the last he, time they made the tournament, 2008. Yeah, Yeah, he was a walk-on yeah. who got no scholarship offers and then ended up at Drake somehow. Um, I don't even know if he, I, he didn't even... I don't know if he was on scholarship when he won Player of the Year. He had to have been, right? I, it, it might have been a Luke. Mace that would be situation. hilarious if, like, he literally was never. He never, like, Drake never paid him a dime to go to school there, and he was the best player yeah. in the Missouri Valley. He was paying them to to win yeah. them games. <laughs> but shout out to Drake basketball. Yeah. I feel All like right. they needed some love. Twelve and zero. That's good. They're they're yeah. ranked. Uh, what were they in the net? Like twentieth, I think. I saw Duke as one hundred fifteen. Yeah, Kentucky was one forty four, and Drake was twenty. I think. Yeah. Good Chicago job, State wasn't last, by the way. I had that note. Chicago State was next to last, and the who the was last? Do you know? Initial, I think it was Missouri. I almost said Missouri Valley, Mississippi Valley, mm. uh, the Jerry Rice, yeah, Omar, yeah, Mississippi yeah, Valley State, the they Delta lo- Devils. Yeah, I think they were dead last. Mm. So mm. hate to see it. Thoughts and prayers to Jerry Rice. <laughs> uh, I want to shout out Mike Conley, who had thirty-three yeah. points and seven assists against the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, mm. He hit seven threes. He's averaging 20 points a game out of the gate, so the NBA season is underway. And Mike Conley, who Jazz fans were excited about, and then they kind of cooled off uh, as the season progressed because they felt like he was kind of getting in Donovan Mitchell's way last year. Mm-hmm. And then Mike missed the shot against the Nuggets in Game yeah, 7. Yeah, that, that was that was the one. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. I don't want to talk about it. But uh, anyway, like he's off Jazz, to a good start. Though. So I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I love that he's off to a good start. Good job, Mike. Fingers crossed. We're pulling hey, for you, Mike. Hey, Mike, keep it up. Keep making shots, Mike. You know if what you Mike, should if you're do? listening, keep making shots. <laughs> yeah, keep, call him Michael. I think that's the new Michael. play. He just, he's just like, look, Michael had a tough game the other night. My dear friend, Michael. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you're all good. We uh, should. Yeah, every every single guy named Mike or Michael, we just call them Michael. Yeah. We never say their last name, and our audience has no idea who we're referring to. Yeah, we have Mike Miller on the show, and we're like, Michael, thank you so much for coming <laughs> on the show. We appreciate it. It's no, like, just say, up? like... I want to give a shout out to Michael. He had 33 points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no Just any Michael, no context. Uh, what else we got? Uh, shout out to Dayron Sharp, uh, the ACC freshman of the week, 25 points, career high for North Carolina. 
I famously said at the start of the year, Mark Titus, that Garrison Brooks was not the ACC preseason mm-hmm. player of the year. That Garrison that was Brooks... Your- that was like your Marcus Page, Joel Berry. Yes, which opinion. we we I know how that. that we know how that yep, ended as yep. well. Uh, one was a champion, one was a loser. Um, <laughs> oh my god! We we know we know how that ended. <laughs> Marcus uh, Page. I'm it's a buzzer beater, basically. But it did well, vindicate. It did vindicate the the whole identity and yeah. the whole idea that Joel Berry was the real point guard. But in the same vein, the real leader and the real best player on North Carolina is not Garrison Brooks. It is Dayron Sharp, mm-hmm. and Dayron Sharp introduced himself to the world against Mike Bray's Notre Dame team, and uh, that was good to see. So shout out to Dayron Sharp. Quickly, give me your panic button uh, status with North Carolina. It's uh, not even close. I'm okay. not even right. close right. to the panic button. I know a lot of people are. You, you don't even of- have it out. You no. don't even know where it is. You no. don't know where you left it. I, I famously you know said on the last podcast that North Carolina was the best team in the ACC. I know you a, did. A team that was about to <laughs> Which go is still potentially 0-3 in the ACC uh, yeah. You know when Notre Dame was going back and forth. But I do still believe in this team i'm not saying they're going to win the national championship obviously i'm not going to say they're going to win you know and get into you know the I'm sweet gonna 16 say, i'm not going to say much but i will I'm say gonna say they're going to win a game the rest of the year i will say that the best player on the team is dayron sharp and if you think otherwise get out of my face and uh i all the the, the press the acc press the people that voted the media that voted garrison brooks acc preseason player of the year you should be ashamed of yourself you knew that wasn't the case um, people started calling me crazy for having this opinion, and I'm happy that the basketball gods worked itself out. And uh, I should have seen. Sharp. I shouldn't have interrupted you. I could. I should have seen how far you're going to go with that. I'm not saying they'll win the title. I'm not saying they'll <laughs> finish top five in the ACC. I'm not saying they'll. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not saying anything other than the fact that boy, boy. So they need to play better basketball and stop saying Garrison. Brooks but you have you have no idea where the panic button even is. If I, I if I asked you to push it, you don't even know where you left it in your house. You no, know. I I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Right. Last year, the panic button was in my pocket at all times. In fact, yeah. whenever you brought up Carolina basketball, it was just like a, a knee jerk reaction. I just hit the button. I don't have that this year. I really don't. I love Dayron Sharp too much. And Last year you busted the the button open and were trying to figure out the wiring because you hit it so many times. Yeah, you felt like yeah. it wasn't working. Uh, no, it was, no like, there was no one coming to help thing. me. Yeah, <laughs> I, and then thank God there was no tournament, so I just threw it off to the side. But I will say, losing to Texas by two points and now me believing that Texas is a top five team, it does give me a sliver of hope. If I want to be a little bit biased, it gives me a little bit little bit of hope. After, uh, by the way, it's only fair that I give you the Ohio State panic button up, Yo, yeah, please. Uh, status. Uh, after watching Minnesota kick our ass, Minnesota has played, like basically every game Minnesota's played is at home. Yep. So uh, I, I, they're, they're tough to beat in the barn. Fans are no fans. Mm. Uh, mm. You know, also when uh, Liam Robbins becomes Kevin McHale, there's not much you can really do. But still, that's that's not a great... I, I would say this. I, uh, I have it on my to-do list that I want to get to like later this weekend when I have some free time and I'm just lounging around. I have it on the to-do list. Uh, try to find the panic button, maybe. Mm. Like it's like one of those things you put on your to-do list. Like if there's time, maybe just like start start thinking about where it's at, sort of thing. You know, that's about it. That's about like like you're signed up to play in a beer league, softball league, and it's the the first game's in like a month, and you don't know where your mid is. And you're like, I I could probably you're like I'll find I, it. I should find it now, but like I got some time. Like that's kind of where I'm at. It's it's entered my mind. It's officially mm. entered my mind, mm. but I'm not in a hurry to find it. So do you think you that you guys are better than Michigan? Because I, I I find that oh, fa- Michigan Michigan is tough. the real test. I think in the I Big was, Ten because I don't think Michigan is very good. 
But I, I, I Dude, but they I are undefeated. I don't want to think they're good, but yeah. Hunter Dickinson is Hunter Dickinson. So is they they blew out Northwestern. Yeah. Uh, I feel like what's going to keep happening with Michigan is the IU football deal, where <laughs> every game it's like, all right, so they blew out Northwestern. That game doesn't really count. Mm-hmm. What, what the real game is going to be Minnesota on Wednesday. Now we'll really see how good Michigan is. And they're going to beat Minnesota, and everyone's going to say. All right, well, Minnesota's obviously not that good. Uh, so we're, we really got to see out of Michigan. But we are getting Hunter, Hunter Dickinson versus Liam Robbins on Wednesday, yeah. which is just two seven-foot, old-school Big Ten. It, it, it's good for basketball, though, like the Big Ten and just college basketball in general. I feel like they're bringing the bigs back as best they can. You yeah. know what I mean? With having yeah. Garza be the face mm-hmm. and the Big Ten having Coburn. Guys, yeah, yeah. It, yep. it, it's good for the bigs. And uh, Sharp. Like Ron Harper Jr., who's not as big as those guys, but he's a little chunky, so I like mm. that. I like that he's just a, yeah. a, a big boy out there throwing his weight <laughs> around and stepping out in threes. Yeah. Any other shout-outs? I want to shout-out the 11-win playoff-bound Cleveland Browns. Um, mm. Can Ohio stop winning? I don't know. I, will Ohio ever stop winning? Remains to be seen. Wouldn't that be something if the the Buckeyes what's, and the Browns? What's the name of the running back for you guys? I, I didn't I didn't know him before. Uh, he he was so good. I, I don't know. Uh, Do you think I'm watching the Browns? <laughs> no, uh, I don't know why. Oh, you're talking about the Buckeyes. I was Trey Sermon. Say, yeah, oh, Sermon. Trey Sermon. Sermon. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. I, sorry. I don't know why I started thinking about the Buckeyes as soon as you said something about Ohio. I immediately went to Ohio yeah, State. Trey I, Sermon. He's I a, hadn't it, seen Sermon play. Obviously, you guys had only played six games, so I hadn't seen many. He's and, uh, uh, well, he has he hasn't been great to be honest. Uh, Master Teague was the guy for. Uh, who, this makes so uh, much more sense now because yeah. I'm watching. Do you, do you know I'm Master watching, Teague's name? Yeah, I feel yeah, like that's yeah. a name you would remember. Yeah, I remember. You hear Master that. Teague, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Sermon blew up against Northwestern, set an Ohio State record. They kept feeding him. Master Teague was actually hurt against Clemson. He didn't even play. Mm. Um, and it, it is kind of like not to not to agree with Dabo, but like maybe it's helping that like. Trey Sermon has fresh legs, you know, like they haven't been running into the ground. <laughs> he's a transfer from Oklahoma. He's like highly yeah. thought of coming out of high school, and even I, I think he was pretty good at Oklahoma too. And he trans, he's a graduate transfer, and uh, he's killing it, and he's awesome. And yeah, he's, he's, he's fun I had too. never seen him, and uh, I turned on the game, and I'm like, well, Ohio State's going to win because of that guy. And I assumed that he was like a freshman that they had just you no know, the opposite that had enrolled, and they're just like now you're playing, and it's uh yeah, he's a fun guy to cheer for too. Do you see the when he 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 was down and he kept running for the touchdown. Yeah, yeah, they did yeah. a review and then he looked at the camera and smiled. He's, he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, y'all Whoops. got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. My final shout out is, uh, has nothing to do with sports. Uh, mm. I want to shout out BJ Novak, who plays Ryan on The Office, um, only yep. because uh, this weekend I drove up to Malibu to get away. I, I, I needed a mental health situation, uh, just like a, a reset, so to speak. So mm. I drove up to Malibu because... LA is just crowded and everybody's coughing on each other. And I want to know part of that. <laughs> uh, I found like a, as close to secluded beach as you can find. Um, I parked my car. I'm walking on the beach, just trying to like answer the unanswerable questions in life. As I look mm-hmm. out at the horizon, I see a figure walking at me. He's like 50 yards away. And I say, that's Ryan from the office. And then I keep walking at him. Sure enough, it's Ryan from the office <laughs> and, uh, not a great story, but, uh, I've also ran into him like three other times around LA, and he is the celeb that I see the most. And uh, I don't know. Shout out to shout out to the celebs, I guess, in general. <laughs> 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 Haven't seen the celebs a lot, is what I'm yeah, saying, Tate. Yeah, you live in yeah. LA, you get used to seeing celebs. Uh, have not been seeing the celebs out and about because we've all been in our houses for so long. Yeah. That uh, the celebs are still out there is what I want to say. Yeah. Shout so, out to BJ Novak, uh, great comedic actor, uh, and also just like a great film person in general. He's like locked up in it. Great and glorious bastards. Uh, I didn't yep. know that he was just wandering around Malibu. That's good to know. I uh, 
Maybe yeah. we'll do that. Maybe we'll see Lorenzo Romar. That's a real celebrity Dude. in Malibu wandering around. There you go. Um, man. So, there yeah, you have that, it. BJ Novak and I had the same thing in mind, which yeah. is like, let's, let's get away. Let's just walk, let's just walk the beach. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really figure it through after that. But uh, oh, I love it. Anyway. All right, that's it. That's the show. Uh, we'll be back Friday. Yeah, no good guys, no bad guys on Friday. We have a normal show, and uh, we're back to your regularly scheduled program for the rest of the year, for the foreseeable future. Uh, holidays yeah, are maybe over. Maybe we start doing, maybe doing two a week, we can get these things down from like two and a half hours every time we do a podcast. Yeah. Like maybe that's the problem. But yeah, fingers crossed. We'll fingers crossed. We'll yeah. see. All right, see you guys Friday.